That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon several hundred times, this Mm -hmm. podcast is for you. (laughs) If you haven't done your Weekly Review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hey, James, how are you doing today? Have you done your weekly review? And what does your inbox look like? Hi, Jean. I'm doing pretty well today. Um, I am, because the day we're recording, I'm not quite at a weekly review yet. Right. Um, but uh, my email inbox is at five messages. Woohoo. So you're way, <laughs> you're you're uh, doing better than me. Not that it's a competition, but I am at 179 messages, which um, is more than I would normally have. Um, I could have I could have done better um, before this podcast, but um, I've been really busy doing something else, and I decided to just not even look at any email, no matter how um, simple, for the last almost 48 hours. And actually, you know, I wanted to talk about this and also to suggest that we um, add another feature to our weekly podcast, which um, would help me um, to be more um, accountable and have more accountability. And that would be that once a week, we talk about the things we accomplished in the last week, um, not all of them, just pick one, you know, accomplishment we're happy got done. And also one task or project that we need a little um, nudge from our productivity buddy or buddies, <laughs> online, pro- pro- sorry, online productivity buddies to get moving on. Um, I think that that will be uh, a good feature for us and also for the listeners, because I think we, while we do talk about a lot of things we get done, we, we really want to be an example for people that yes, we get things done and they're not always monumental. And sometimes we fall off the wagon um, a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So in the context of that, the reason that my mailbox is pretty full is that I did last night finally file my 2017 income taxes. Woohoo! We need a we need a sound effects, James. We do. <laughs> we need a sound effect for this new feature. But yes, I'm very excited um, that I finally did it, and it took me quite a while um, because this. The year of 2017, a lot of things happened. I mean, I mentioned before that my my uh, accountant retired, and that was a big deal. But also, I sw- switched from being at App Camp for Girls to Micro.blog. Um, I also became a Lyft driver and a dog walker and a food delivery person, you know, all sort, sort of a lot of side gigs combined together. And all of those things generate paperwork. <laughs> Mm. And combined with which last fall, I had um, a, you know, tough fall I um, dealing with um, some stress and anxiety issues, which led me to take a couple months off of work and of everything else. And so that time of the year where you start like getting yourself like ready to file your taxes, maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> I was completely checked out of of 
doing things like that. So I really had to re recap 2017 before I could even start on the taxes. And it took, you know, it was quite a, um, a it was kind of an interesting project, if you don't mind the stress of it, to try to recreate everything that I happened happened to me in 2017 from a tax point of view. Mm-hmm. But I did it. Um, I, I'll tell you one of the tools that helped me a lot is uh PDF pen. Uh, I, I can't remember if it's the pro version or not, um, which will let you convert PDFs into spreadsheets. So uh, there was a lot of, you know, me trying to grab all the statements that I had from 2017 from the banks and the credit card companies. And some of them still will, were providing very nice, you know, formatted um, spreadsheets that I could download. But some of them are really like mean, I guess. <laughs> they, they only give you like a few months back. They don't go back far enough to get back to January 2017. So I could still get the statements, which were PDFs. And so I took the statements and I used PDF pen to convert them into spreadsheets. And then I could use the spreadsheets to upload into my banking program, my personal finance program. Um, I'm using Banktivity for that. And so that was, I mean, that that's the kind of stuff that's fun if you're not um, under stress and a deadline and trying to figure it out. But um, once I did get it all done, I got a great sense of satisfaction, which you predicted. And um, I, I also I used TurboTax this year for the first time, which is a software program. I used the, the download version, not the online version, and um, used that to plug all these numbers into and generate tax forms and send them electronically last night about 10, 8, 10 p.m. So that's my my uh, my thing I've accomplished since last week when we spoke, James. Well, that's a huge accomplishment. Thank you. <clears throat> um, and with, what, five days to spare, six yeah. days to spare, you <laughs> sent it last night. So that's not even under the wire. No. Um, so I guess there's – there's one little thing and then one kind of bigger thing in progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, the little thing is I managed to solve two minor household mysteries that have been bothering me, one of them for probably seven years. <laughs> wow. And one of them for about three or four months. Mm-hmm. So for years – in a drawer, I've had these two pieces of plastic. <laughs> like, they're two things that go to something. But I didn't know what. <laughs> and it was one of those things where if I throw it out, then I know, then, then I'll immediately need them. And if I, anyway. So they've just been sitting around for years. Yeah. Uh, so this summer, my uh, solar installation had a problem. So we had to have somebody come in and fix it and um i noticed that on the solar kind of the inverter box which turns the solar energy into what gets what powers the house um there there are these two things at the top 
where reading the manual, because I was trying to see if I could troubleshoot it myself, like there's supposed to be something there to keep bugs from getting in. And -hmm. those things were not there at all. It didn't dawn on me at that moment that that's what those two plastic things were sitting (laughs) in a drawer somewhere. So months after the solar thing got fixed, like sometime last week, I was outside just kind of passing by. I was like, I bet that's what those things are for. (laughs) And sure enough. Oh, my goodness. Those things have been not doing their job for seven years, and they are now (laughs) installed. I have more room in a drawer, and bugs can't get into my solar inverter. And two things that have been bugging me, (laughs) two mysteries are solved. Wow. So very small, but like I was walking around, again, happy for like, Two days. Yeah. I'm thrilled. That is um, exciting. Wow. Congratulations. It, it's the little things. Um, and then the other thing that uh, kind of I've been doing this week is um, so I'm not ready to talk about it in great detail yet, but I'm, I'm working on an app. I don't <laughs> know when it's coming out. Um, but um, – after doing some prototyping, I'm now uh, kind of working on the the kind of more than an engineering test interface. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that uh, Sketch, the uh, app that I usually use when I'm doing graphic stuff, um, they recently updated to a new version that has a lot of great features for interface prototyping. Mm. Um, So I've spent the last, like, I don't know, the last few days um, kind of learning the new version and working on uh, kind of some wireframes for my app. And um, that's been very satisfying. But again, definitely, it's not the end of a project. It's definitely a work in progress. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, go ahead. But you did get. I mean, you you're well into this project. You uh, and that's an accomplishment. I am well in. I, I would say so. I mean, there's mm-hmm. still a lot to be done. But yeah, it's exciting. I'm excited. The other thing that I, you know, as I mentioned, I thought we should uh, talk about is uh, things that need a little push in the right direction. And you are always good at this for me, especially things that require the telephone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, so I have spoken about the fact that I need to have my chimney repaired and I felt very proud of myself that I got the recommendations for the brick masons and I called them and I made an appointment and they came, but (laughs) I was expecting that, you know, I was almost done, like literally in OmniFocus, I was just like, and be done, you know, was practically the last thing, you know, schedule the work. That was the next thing on my list. And, but of course, um, the snag is that I have a decision to make that requires more thinking and shopping and phone calls. Um, the, uh, the chimney, the house is old, you know, 1926, I mean, pretty old by our standards. And the chimney um, to 
fix all the brickwork and have it um, have you know have a working chimney, which I have now, and fireplace, you know, the wood burning fireplace. I would need to uh, spend about six thousand um, dollars, which is more expensive than I thought, but um, not you know, not totally out of the realm of possibilities, I guess. And I also, you know, if it was just spending the money, I might just go, okay, I guess that's what it costs. But the problem is that that there's another option, which is to just take the chimney down and do it um, so that it just extends a couple feet above the roof line. And then I could also use that with a with a gas-burning fireplace, which I had been thinking about getting for a while now because I don't, I don't build too many wood fires in a year, maybe like one at Thanksgiving, one at Christmas, um, maybe four total in the year. And I, I always admired those um, fireplaces that you flip a switch and boom, you have a nice gas fire. And it also is more efficient for heating and such. So, so now part of the chimney decision becomes the gas fireplace decision mm. and that and here's why because the cost of having the chimney taken down to this lower level um and which will work fine with the gas fireplace is it will end up being the same amount of money probably like to just to get the gas fireplace and have a short chimney as to have a tall chimney that in a wood burning fireplace so these things have to, you know, be just figured out at the same time, which means now I have to find a source for a gas fireplace and talk to them and pick something out. And I'm also going to call another um, chimney, you know, brick mason company to get a second bid just to get a sense of whether the first one was really high or not. So, so that's two phone calls right there. <laughs> So have you made the decision one way or another yet? Uh, I'm pretty sure that I want the gas fireplace. Um, I'm a little sad about not rebuilding the chimney, you know, because it's a little bit picturesque. Although, honestly, it doesn't look that great, especially now. <laughs> and, you know, living as we do in earthquake territory, I feel like, having less brick up above my house, you know, wiggling around is probably better than, than not. But yeah, so I, I want the gas fireplace. I like the idea of being able to turn on a switch and have the fire going. I, I have lived in this house for 10 years and I have not turned into somebody who builds a wood fire regularly. So I think that makes the most sense. So and my next two steps are call the other Masons to have them give me a bid and figure out where to buy a fireplace from, you know, and that's going to be like buy it and have a gas, you know, fireplace installed. So that the second one is, is more stress producing to me than the first. <laughs> gotcha. I don't know. So – what do you well, think, James? Well, I know for me, sometimes when I'm trying to get something done and then uh, I hit an unexpected twist, mm -hmm. 
um, well, depending on how urgent the thing is that it actually get finished. Mm -hmm. um, I know sometimes I need some additional mulling time. Yeah. Like, so it kind of, uh, especially when it's not something that absolutely has a deadline. Right. Um, so I think it's, in one sense, it's okay to, in a project to, to stop for a while if you, if, if you need to kind of reconsider some things or, or mm -hmm. the, the plan needs to change significantly. Um, I don't know if the next step then becomes re reconsider this. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't have, yeah. I don't think I have any good, good suggestions other than <laughs> you know what you need to do. And I guess maybe like before calling somebody about a, Gas, uh, what is it? Gas. I think call it. It's like, not a like furnace. A, it's a gas. No, it's a gas fireplace. Gas fireplace. Insert. Yeah. yeah. So, like, probably do stuff that's not as annoying to you. Like maybe surf the web, do some research there, so you have a better yeah. idea of what you're looking for and what the various kinds of options are and stuff like that before you even call anybody. Um, mm -hmm. and then you might even be able to narrow down, you know, oh, I like, from what I've read, these brands are well recommended. So I want to work with somebody who actually sells these brands or what right. have you. Right. No, that's um, a good point. I, I was just thinking of it as a big lump of stuff I don't know, but there, you're right. I can chip away at some of it and be more informed and have a better idea of what I'm doing than just picking up the phone and saying, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I know I tend to be, for the most part, uh, I tend to be quite like I research a lot of stuff before I buy it. Mm -hmm. um, probably too much, but <laughs> it part of it's enjoyable though too. That is a really good recommendation, and I hadn't – it's not like I – I probably would have eventually come to that anyway, but I was, like, thinking I have to pick up the phone or I have to go to a showroom right now. Um, but the fact is, like, I can definitely uh, back up a little bit and do some research first. So thanks, James. Sure. And then the other – I mean, usually when I'm doing my weekly review, I I kind of have an omni-outliner – document where I've kind of summarized a bunch of stuff from the GTD book. Mm -hmm. And then, so part of the, uh, part of what he mentions in the book is like the two main things in getting things done is defining what the outcome is and then defining those individual actions that get you to the outcome. Mm -hmm. And I know you have like a, uh, kind of a broad idea of the outcome, which is I'm going to have a, a gas fireplace unit with a shorter chimney. Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing I think is that probably in doing some research online, you might like clarify as to, you know, how you want, like what kind of look do you want for that gas fireplace? And um, so sometimes clarifying the outcome can also help you in accomplishing the goal. 
Yes. Yes, that's a very good point. And uh, so like make an Omni outliner, like document that just sort of outlines like the, the, um, the parameters of the project and the things that I want out of it. Um, or, I mean, when I, when I was stating what I said, um, I even just had like, can you picture what it'll look like in your head when it's done? Mm-hmm. Um, cause sometimes, at least for me, like if I can't envision what the end results going to be, Mm-hmm. Like it's hard for me to get something done because I I'm not exactly sure what I'm exactly trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's kind of like when we did the uh, when we did the show, uh, the James Dempsey Breakpoints live near WWDC show at the National mm-hmm. Civic in San Jose with that giant yeah. auditorium. Yeah. Like in my head during that whole run up I couldn't imagine exactly how everything was going to work and it made it very difficult planning that event yeah um whereas the show we did at the Ritz which was a similar venue to Mezzanine it was it was very easy to imagine exactly how things were going to go because I could picture it in my head mhm um yeah no that's true and that's definitely you know I have this um need when whenever we're doing those those shows to see the new uh venue <laughs> like i hate plan i hate planning things sight unseen mm-hmm. and so you know as you know the last couple of years i just came down for a day to san jose mainly just so i could picture you know that that cavernous auditorium and also the place where we were last year that was you know, I could see some pictures on the web, but actually seeing it in person mm-hmm. makes a big difference for understanding how it's all going to fit together. Very true. Um, and so, so when I thought of your fireplace mm-hmm. and chimney, I was just thinking that if you went online and you're looking at different kind of gas fireplaces, um, you'd have a better idea of picturing exactly what it is you want. Right. Um, and then I don't know if you need to figure out things like the BTUs and how much heat you want thrown yeah. from the thing and all. Yeah. Um, I've seen like some really super modern looking gas fireplaces. In fact, most of the ones I've seen have been very modern looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know um, your place is more traditional. Um, mm-hmm. So those probably would look awful. <laughs> <laughs> And out of place. Yeah. Well, I will figure that out. Um, but thank you. Thanks, James. Well, what's on your mind that uh, needs a, a little nudge in the right direction or a big nudge? I think for me at the moment, it's more trying to figure out how to prioritize things. Oh, yeah. Um, because the – I mean – for the most part, you list everything right in your trusted system, and then mm-hmm. you kind of do your review and you figure out what things you should be should be that you think would be the best next things to be doing. Um, it's just sometimes it's difficult to pick 
when nothing when there are a lot of items that are maybe of equal importance and you could do one or you could do the other right i mean that to me is like one of the one of the the sticking points of the whole <laughs> system because especially you know when you think about the um how to decide what to do list in gtd it's like context time available energy available and priority right so mm-hmm. Um, how do you ever get down to priority <laughs> um, and actually prioritize? I I think that um, – well, how about your next tag? Um, how does that fit in with that? Uh, so the things on there are next. And mm-hmm. so those would probably be my highest priority items. Um but I'm finding that those shift around a bit um, mm-hmm. and I'm probably using more of them than I should. Yeah. So I'm kind of thinking if things are next for a little while, maybe they're not next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's a reason you haven't done those things yet. Yeah. And maybe you should think about that. Yeah. It's a really good question, Jansen, and it's one that I I I don't have like a a good answer for, but maybe somebody in our audience does because we I'm sure we're not the only people who struggle with prioritizing in a system that isn't about assigning priorities, you know. That was mm-hmm. uh, th- what we learned that GTD was was a um, improvement on um, because you, you can't have priorities to do things when you're not able to do them in your context or the time available, et cetera. And I that so I've been yeah I do think it sounds like you have some some thinking to do on how you use next. And maybe you need some some formulation that's pretty cut and dry mm-hmm. that it's like I can tag something next, but only if I intend to make progress on it this week, you know, or something like that. Um, if And if I don't, I, <laughs> I don't know. That's just how you end up having things, you know, in a pile that never ends. Um, because you don't, um, you don't want to put them in the non next pile. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I have the soon pile, the soon pile. Okay. Which is kind of, I I've seen people use on deck also, Mm -hmm. um, which is the, the things that probably I'll look at first to pull into next once I'm done with the next things. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's there's still again, I'm pretty happy with my system in OmniFocus with the forecast and the next tag. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am finding that I definitely am going to have to refine how I'm using that next mm-hmm. um because they aren't next. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
Or they are, but it's taking way longer. And other yeah. things might come and go before something on the list gets done. Yeah. Well, like when something pops up, do you say, um, is this more next than the things that are in next before you start working on it? Or do you just have this gut feeling like, I need to work on this right now? Um, sometimes, well, usually it's a gut feeling. Yeah. Like, oh, this is this is more important than anything that I'm currently working on or uh, there's no sense in putting this in my inbox because it's only going to take two minutes if I do it right now. Right. And then it'll save me five minutes. Yeah. Well, that's fair because that's kind of the two-minute rule or the five-minute rule, however. You- right. Well, that's the five-minute, the two-minute rule before it even gets into your inbox. Yeah. I see. Right. And um, let's see. The, you could um, – yeah, that, that's what – that's the homework I'm going to give you, James, is that next time we, next time we talk about your next tag, um, you will um, have thought through maybe a, a couple of parameters of what makes something a next and how it relates to – and what your what your standard is for not working on it um, next when you pick up something else to do? Probably because it's hard and I don't feel like it. <laughs> That's not a good standard. <laughs> <laughs> then I wonder, you know, if you you've made these next things too hard, right? That, um, yeah. Let's talk about that in a in a future show. Because I, I'm just starting to get into your, you know, your system on on the forecast view and the next tag and how I'm. I haven't thought too much at all about how I'm using it, so I will try to be more um, attentive to what I'm thinking, so that I can at least offer you some more um, insight based on experience versus just rattling things off the top of my head. Oh, that's, that's okay. Just our little conversation here has actually gotten me thinking about, uh, about yeah, refining what mm-hmm. I mean by that tag. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds good. I guess we should wrap up so you can get to what's next, James, and I can too, uh, whatever you choose that to be. You can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog, we are at The Weekly Review. And on Twitter, we're at Weekly Review FM. It would be wonderful if you could rate or review this podcast. It helps new listeners find us, and we really do love getting your feedback. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next Weekly Review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done And still enjoy being organizational fun there's a lot of things you can